0: Good Morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is coming up in the stars or water for November. And as you can see, I have my pal, Astro Inklings pal, uh, Tam Veyu with me from the Energy Almanac for our usual get together at, usually it's the beginning of the month, but because, you know, we're already well into November by the time next week rolls around, we decided we would come on today so that we could update you on all of the fun stuff coming up for November. And I went into a very odd direction for today's show. So (laughs) love that look. Uh, Oh yeah, I could hear sort of in the background, but it
1: was this, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no worries. So good morning, Tam, and welcome to Living Astrology.
1: Oh, Thank you. I love coming to the Living Astrology show. Um, thank you for having me yet again. And I already agree with the commenter, uh, Pam, Pam Z, who says, wow, where did October go?
0: I know. October's a long month. I mean, well, 31 I days. I <laughs> and I don't know where it went either. Yeah. It just seems beyond me but yet when I look back to everything that was going on this month it it certainly a lot happened in in this month at least in my life and probably in other people's lives as well seems jammed packed but it sure is going by fast and here we are today at the 26th of the month my sister's birthday I better remember to to call her and uh Yeah, and Debbie's right. This year is flying as as well. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at preparing the Astrology of 2023 workshop that I do uh, at the end of the year. Uh, I always do the one for the next year. You know, we're looking at the launch already of the Almanac for 2023.
1: And yesterday, two days ago, I went into my hard drive and I made all the folders I need for 2024 (laughs) for the new almanac. I was like, oh, no, I don't even want to tell Janet, but I did it like I'm ready for 2024,
0: (laughs) which means I need to go and start searching because at one point I watched a webinar. This was probably sometime back in 2020 that went out for the next five years of the major um, aspects that were coming up. So I, I kind of tucked it away with my notes for each one of the things that we would discuss for the next year. And if I remember correctly, 2024, which is what we would be writing for was a pretty big year as you know, that's when Pluto moves into Aquarius for the next 20 years, even though he's going to you know dip his toe into it in 2023 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some other very big things that i hadn't expected to pop up for 2024 so i'll be sure that we get all of those good things in, <laughs> into uh the 2024 almanac mm-hmm. um but today here we are we are about to talk about the month of november yes. and as always we have our favorite things i'm gonna let you start tam because i know <laughs> i already know what the biggest thing is for november uh but maybe you have a different idea for what the big thing is for november
1: these I are the things i want to talk about so all right, <laughs> put the glasses on and let's go all right well i as always let, let's do it how i always do it I'm, I'm referring to some of the information that i picked out of the energy almanac for 2022 we still have all of the november and december information to work with so for November, the key words that I chose out of this book were visioning, shifting, and activating. Those are the three words that we're using. Um, but, of course, the key, my my three days that I'm really, really, really watching are November 8, 9, and 10. Those are my three favorites to watch for. Um I'll, I'll give snippets and then we can like go wherever, whichever direction you want to take it. Of course, we have the big lunar eclipse on voting day. I think it is fascinating how God is setting us up for that. I can't even wait to see how that plays out. Um, <laughs> following that, we have um, the sun in Scorpio opposite Uranus and Taurus. On the 10th, we have Mercury. Mercury and Scorpio, square Saturn in Aquarius, as well as Venus in Scorpio, trine Neptune in Pisces. So that to me is a fascinating bing, bang, boom that we'll talk about. Of course, the new moon in Sag, that one really fascinates me. We can talk about that more in detail after. Mm-hmm. The tons of Scorpio energy this month with Mercury, with Venus, with the sun. I mean, it's, it's. I think everybody's feeling it and they don't even know why they're feeling it. I feel like people are feeling it already. So, oh, yeah. um, I
0: know, I know they are because the weirdest things are coming up. Like people, you know, suddenly being diagnosed with like major diseases where they had no inkling that something was going on. And then boom, yeah, they're going to die in four months because they have lung cancer and totally. I mean, things like that. Shocking. Almost. Yes um transformative to be sure right?
1: transformative is the key word that i'm witnessing is that so many people are like everything's changing everything's changing i'm like mm-hmm, that is correct
0: <laughs> right it makes
1: you want to go the sky is falling the sky is, the sky falling. is falling um a, a couple other things that i want to talk about today um jupiter's stationing direct November 20th is another one of the days that I'm kind of looking forward to. And then the shadow of the week of November 21 to 27 is interesting to me. And I can't wait to hear your take on some of this stuff.
0: Awesome. So because, you know, early November, the first five days, well, we do have Venus opposing Uranus on the 5th, Mm -hmm. um, our ever present time change for the USA on the 6th. But really the month is, you know, fairly quiet until we get to this full moon lunar eclipse. And I, I'm going to let you take up some of the astrology on it. And then I want to wax mythological for a moment. Oh,
1: You're going all mythological on it. I'm going
0: mythological. And I, I've also got to get my trusty Sabian symbol book out oh, okay. uh, because I really do. I really enjoy looking at what, you know, the Sabian symbols take each degree of the Zodiac and give it a sort of description or a name or a, a keyword that kind flavor. of yeah it gives it yeah flavor there you go and i'm going to look that up while you start talking about some of the astrological things because i forgot to do that before you and i met this morning
1: so here here's the thing i i'm going to give um i'm going to give it right from the almanac this um this eclipse is going to uncover incredible information Um, And we referenced connections, the two degree Scorpio to, you know, that that sort of paradox or it's yin yang. It's coming together. It's it's peace. There's the peace numbers right there. Um, Uh there, There's some level of partnership directed with this. Um, Maybe somebody's ideals have been extremely high and it's time to temper those with a little bit of reality. Of course, this is a shift in one area of our life. The lunar eclipse is going to shift. Something we don't have. I actually don't have much of like the other aspects that are coming into yes. this eclipse. So um, I can I can research that really quickly. If no, you I
0: can show you because I I have already got it up here.
1: Oh, good. Then yeah. just you can you can just go there. Um, yeah, but it, it's transformation for sure. And I think I completely expect a reveal of some oh. kind. I expect a reveal. That's how I look at this. You know, Scorpios keep things close to the vest. That energy of not you know there's the negative and the positive some can call it manipulation right there's that there's that degree of manipulation but um just a um a secretiveness that i'm going to keep this close it's for my information so i think there's going to be a revelation of some kind um Mm -hmm. under under this eclipse
0: now, I, I just want to go back for you because you said something about two degrees and that was where the solar eclipse was. Oh, the so eclipse oh my
1: God. I'm still in October. That's for t- yesterday. Oh, that's what no. that was Tuesdays. or Yeah. Yesterday. That Wait. was yesterday. Oh, my God. I want to do Taurus. Right. That one. Oh, my God. You guys I'm no. so sorry.
0: you said about revealing and all of that still applies because, you know, an, uh, a full moon is when we have the lunar eclipse. So they're a pop, they're a pop, opposite of one another. So the Scorpio, uh, I mean the uh, Taurus Moon, is pulling in information from the Scorpio Sun. Yes, and there is a lot of manipulation, or there is a lot of potential things hidden in the in the background that you know the powers that be don't necessarily want to have revealed. But a lunar eclipse often is revelatory.
1: Uh, right. And uh, thank you for covering my astrological ass on that one. Um, <laughs> six, <laughs> we go on November 8th, which is the one where we're going to vote our values. And and 16 degrees of Taurus, we're talking about money and values. And what if it is re- revelatory, right, concerning yep. the financial yep. world and what might happen with that i think us per each of us personally is going to have our own revelation around money and values maybe we're going to have a collective shift in values because it is on voting day right we're right. going to see how everybody actually feels about the world we're currently living in which is <laughs> a little up in the air right uh this one has just a uh, lot yeah right learn. And so we're conjunct Uranus at this moon. Right. And that, so revelation, boy, I guess I did lay the key word down, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and much, when you're talking Uranus, there's always going to have to be some kind of liberation. And when I think of Uranus conjunct the moon, I think of emotions being liberated,
1: which may or may not be a good thing, right? Emotional. Oh, that can anger. go anyway. <clears throat> that can go any which way, and I'll just remind people: make tea, not war. Like, come to the table peacefully. I've ha- actually people have been asking me about that lately. Like, what do I do? There's all this change. I'm like, just neutral. Get to neutral. Come to it peacefully, and let it unfold. You know, you you, yep. you definitely
0: can't... get the neutral. That's a great way to say that, Tam. Come yeah. to neutral.
1: Come to neutral. That's all you can do. um mm-hmm. it's a Sixteen degree thing. So numerologically, like I'm anxious to see what the Sabian symbols say about this number 16. Okay. Numerol- numerology, I would say like one plus six is seven, making it very introspective, meaning we're going to get some lightning bolts of information that's going to come down and ground us. I would say like introspection is going to be key. I know that one thing I have to do on voting day every time is pray. I have to get quiet. I got to really sit with it. I have to, because like the tears come. It's automatic with me. Like I want to cry right now. It's automatic. I want to get this right for me and for my country. So um, that's what I get out of the 16. Why don't you tell us what the Sabian symbols say?
0: (laughs) I was kind of shocked because I didn't get a chance to look at it until just a second ago. And in the Sabian symbols, we always are looking at one degree above the degree that the moon or whatever body it is that we're checking on is at. So I'm actually looking at 17 Scorpio. And it says, a woman fecundated by her own spirit is great with child. Interesting that abortion rights and abortion is a big topic for this election. Mm -hmm. And the keynote says, a total reliance upon the dictates of the God within. And the key word uh, is the transpersonal way of existence or the key phrase in this case. So um, this reveals the potency of the inward way, the surrender of the ego to a transcendent force, which can create through the person vivid manifestations of the will of God.
1: Oh, boy. So that's pretty relative to the numerology I was just talking about. Uh Um, That's really um you know did you say the the mother have like with child type of thing yeah, a
0: mother be so i'm assuming big with child fertile yep. with child within
1: and that's that six i know you're reading 17 but the 16 marker that's that's that part of it like um the nurturing piece of it that it just seems yeah. so relative 16 and 17 fascinating
0: hmm. yeah it is, it's really fascinating. And when you look at and you know, we're talking the USA election here, but I guarantee you these themes are playing out likely throughout the, the globe okay. uh, in one way or another. So there are two big things on the table: one party talking about the economy and one party seemingly focused um on abortion. I mean, right? I mean, is that kind of your take on it too?
1: I, I'm gonna when you said seemingly, I'm gonna use air quotes. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I, yeah, seemingly right. I mean, there are a whole host of other things, but when right. you start to look at what's going on in the uh, debates, those seem to be the two big topics yep. and interesting because what we have here is uh, a uh, topic of money for sure, because we're talking about an eclipse in Taurus and Taurus rules the bigger idea of, of uh, money, which is the economy. Yep. So in the collective, that's what we would look at as the economy mm-hmm. and how is the economy doing? Well, we seem to have a bit of runaway inflation. We still have, uh, you know, we have a he said, she said, let's blame the other party for the problem. But the problem doesn't stem from any one party. It stems from financial policies going back 20 years, 30 years. And no one's really talking about that, right? They just want to blame and shame. and, And they just don't see that what the answer is, is to do things differently to transform. Mm -hmm. They just keep wanting to go back and forth, right? We can just throw the ball back and forth to the different ideologies of each party. And we are just going to keep doing what Saturn and uh, Pluto already warned us against doing way back in 2020, when they came into the square or to their conjunction, to get out of that old mindset, right? right, to do something new and something transformative. So I think we're still fighting that and Uranus comes along and his power is in the new. Right. And he's conjunct the moon. So there's high emotions and there's high chances of things exploding or happening in a way that we don't expect. Or, uh, And the fact is that the sun, uh, excuse me, the moon and Uranus are conjunct the north node of the moon. Oh,
1: that so, I didn't know. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So every eclipse is is either conjunct the south node or the north node.
1: Okay.
0: When we had the solar understand. eclipse, the solar eclipse was close to a conjunction to the south node. It wasn't exact because if it was exact, we would have had a total solar eclipse. Okay. Um, but it was far enough away that we had a partial solar okay. eclipse, okay. but the lunar eclipse is within three degrees of the north node. So that makes it a, a full-on uh, lunar eclipse, a
1: total or lunar, lunar eclipse. eclipse.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So when we're we're looking at that just the motif if you just think about what the visual is of the moon being eclipsed yeah. it's a really big call for us to let the emotional energy come to neutral just what you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then look at instead what's the value that we're living what is the values that we have what what are the stated values versus how are we living out those values right? Always, so always right? And, you know, you you are probably in a minority, you and me, because I do the same thing. I kind of get into that prayerful mode before I vote. Um, but I also want to be deliberate in what I'm doing, right? So I, I, I'm voting with my values. Yes. And I hope every American out there that has a chance to vote is voting their values.
1: Right. And I, I, walk their talk. Yes. To walk their talk. Exactly. I don't think it necessarily means voting a party line down the ticket. Right. And exactly. that's what I want to, if, if, if you guys get anything from this, like if you learn that, like, oh, I don't have to vote the party line down the ticket, know who you're voting for, know what you're voting for from here, that value system. I think, I think that's what this eclipse might, might reveal to us how people yeah. really, really, truly feel. Yeah. Um, and
0: again, a- we have all these commentators already kind of, you know, trying to tell us, you know, the balance of power is going to shift or, you know, this or that. And I guarantee you, it's going to be completely different from what everybody seems to think it's going to be. Pundits. And I don't know, I don't even know what direction it's going to go. That's the funny thing, right? There's just no concrete way.
1: But there know? are a couple
0: clues astrologically, if we want to dig oh. into it,
1: right? Oh. Well, are we looking at the ninth
0: and tenth? I'm looking at the eighth. The You're still the, looking
1: at the eighth. Okay. All right. Go no, ahead. I'm still
0: looking at the lunar eclipse. Okay. Because, let's go. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the um the mythology involved because Oh yes,
1: you did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear that.
0: Yeah. So I I agree. There's a need for a change in direction, right? That's huge. That is the overall big thing going on. And across Scorpio and Taurus, what we want to do is improve the areas of life that are represented by Taurus and Scorpio. So right. we've just, you know, talked about what those are. Um, except in Scorpio, there's also the need to uncover the truth, yes. right? Yes. To dig, dig, be willing to dig through the dirt to get yes. to the, the truth. Now, when we look at the fixed stars in the background, right? So, you know, it used to be in astrology. That's all they used. They didn't have all seven planets at one time. So they used the fixed stars, the stars that you always see in the night sky at certain times of the year. So this particular lunar eclipse, the moon and also um, Uranus and the North Node are conjunct Menkar, which is a star in the sea monster Cetus. That's the constellation that it's in. So I went looking for what is the mythology here? Because, you know, the story is really a fascinating one because the sea god or the sea monster Cetus was sent to devour Andromeda, the woman queen, right? So she's the she Andromeda, meaning another constellation in the sky. And he was sent to devour her. And it was Perseus, who saves her from being devoured by the sea monster using the Medusa head that he'd already severed in a previous mythology, um, uses the the Medusa's head to turn the sea monster to stone. And I can't help but see there is something here to think about as, and again, this isn't necessarily beliefs, but it would look like the patriarchy the masculine energy is devouring the feminine or the right of the feminine to choose what they want to do with their own bodies right or wrong right i'm not saying i'm not coming down on either side and it's funny because as above so below
1: right the libra in you is showing what the libra in you is showing <laughs> i do have libra on my fourth house
0: uh, let's keep it. You know, the, I'm also a Gemini, right? So I have a lot That's of that. I can walk down that duality really very simply, right? You know, I I want to say that one of the things, one of the values this country was built upon is freedom, the freedom yeah. of choice. Yeah. Right. So when we're talking pro-choice or pro-life, what yeah. you have is a group that wants to say, you know, life is freedom and be free, uh, but then they want to tie up the hands of the women who who are choosing. Their own free will, choosing abortion, we're devouring the woman, so to speak, while the other group is saying, you know, pro-choice. No matter how you look at it, you're taking a life. So there's that involved, Mm -hmm. right? So we have so there's so much packed in here, uh, and we have to be able to come to some agreement as to what our real value is here. Do we value life enough to make the choice to not use abortion as a way of of birth control. And that is one of the big choices that we're facing. But then we also have this whole other financial piece that's involved. And I I don't know exactly if we can draw parallels to how they go together. But when we look at the sun in this, the sun is sitting right between Mercury and Venus. Okay. So Mercury would suggest a th- about the mind and new information, right? Mm-hmm. You were talking about revealing maybe something uncovered. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, Venus, even though Venus is she's at 20 degrees during that period of time. But remember, the sun and Venus have been in a conjunction.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they're, you know, today, very close to one another. And, um, you know, that would be a restating of our values. Right. So I, I yes. think I really, yeah, sure. yeah I, I really getting back to the basic is, what, you know, what do you value and what do we value as a nation? What yeah. do we value as a globe, uh, you know, as an earth, as a community of, you know, people? Um, I think so then so- I want- go
1: ahead, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, just, I think it's so important that everybody between now and November 8th, like really be looking at that value system work. Do that work. Just type it in. I think it's, um, oh, there's a, there's a coach. You type in Steve value systems and there's a list of um, of values. values. Yeah. It's like hundreds of words potentially and go through it and say, which ones trigger you? Those are the ones that are, are worth looking at
0: as a, as something you value. You mean? Yep. Yeah. That's good. Steve comma values. Okay, so maybe we can do that even before the show is over. So I also know astrologically, when we're looking at a chart of an event like an eclipse, we can also look at the condition of the other planets involved, right? So, you know, we've already talked about Uranus and the moon conjunct and the sun, Mercury, Venus conjunct. But look who else gets to play here. And I I can bring this in far enough. You can see there's a T-square. To the planet Saturn.
1: Saturn,
0: yep. And a T-square is a very volatile, tense, anxious connection between planets. And Saturn finds himself in the sign of Aquarius. Mm. So um, one of the things that it really makes me think about is we're planning for the future because Aquarius is future forward, future faced. But it also brings into... very stark relief where we are not being humane, right? What, what does it mean to be human and, and uh, how are our behaviors humane or not humane? Mm -hmm. And of course, Saturn is a planet of duty and responsibility Mm -hmm. um, building of a foundation for the future. So I feel like there's a lot riding on this particular election for the USA but I think it has reverberations for the whole of, of the world.
1: Well, as, the, as America goes, so goes the world. Um, mm. and, and That's really the truth. And you triggered something for me. You know, we've been talking a lot about the abortion issue. And, and I'm thinking in my head, how is this relative to the money issue? When you said, you know, where are we not being humane? And really, a lot of times, big money is inhumane. How many people in America alone live in poverty and go hungry? Like, that's another potential value to look at, right? To vote with. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's fascinating. Huge.
1: It really does all tie together.
0: It does all tie together. It must, otherwise it wouldn't be happening, right? That's yeah. the oh, thing absolutely. that we, we may not see all the layers and levels of what's happening here. But remember, the moon was the keyword was the transpersonal way of existence. And it does go on to say here. Uh, The second phase of this sequence brings to us the realization of normally hidden potentialities in the average human being of our day. Faith in the divine is shown here being concretely justified. The human person becomes a mother of the living God. This is the transpersonal way of existence. It is the way that leads to creative mutations. Basically, he's saying, you know, living in our divineness leads us to create change in the world that is reflective of of that more divine nature that we have it
1: be more perfect it's a big this is a doozy
0: yeah it is a doozy and i think that whole idea of saturn being thrown into this mix in a t-square mm. now t-square i don't know if you know much about the act the aspect of a t-square but it you know it's if you it's look great. at it it's in green here right so it's yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. Like a isn't right? it's it's, multi
1: multi-layered tension
0: against yeah, it is yeah. yes tension between these planets the sun so tension between uranus and the moon to saturn but then also the sun mercury and venus to saturn right so you know fully like almost all the inner planets are in some kind of tension with the exception of mars yep. in some kind of tension with saturn so the only way to really solve the problem of a the conundrum, if you will, of a T-square is to go to the opposite of the point. So if we have the nozzle point and arrow point at Saturn, then we have to go up here to Leo because Saturn is in Aquarius. So right. Leo is going to be the solution, if you will, for the problem. And what is, what is Leo rule in the body? In the body? The heart. Oh, the heart. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yep. So so the 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 solution to the conundrum of what do we do, what do we change, has to be aligned with the heart. How do we, how do we get to love, right? That love principle. Even in astrology, Leo rules love and romance, right? Um, not necessarily the idea of condition unconditional love, but it's there nonetheless in the idea of love. What's the most loving thing that we can do? What is the most loving way that we can express ourselves um, individually? because That's Leo's awesome. individual
1: so like the, the Leo aspect of this is going to, I think like creative expression when I think Leo as much as the love because it's hard so how can we creatively express love in a in a healthy way around these topics yeah
0: yes exactly yeah. and that is uh, another fact faction of Leo is that uh, that whole axis Leo and Aquarius it brings us to a balance point between the self and self extract, uh, in expression, and how do I balance myself against the collective? Right. right. Yes. You know, how do I maintain my own individuality while still playing in the ball field of a, a collective uh, consciousness? So, if you think this is just minimal, little, tiny, old, regular, old lunar eclipse, nope. Nothing like that. Too many layers. And I want to say one last thing, and then we'll move on to something else. All signs involved here. Are fixed signs
1: right yes i forgot to i did know that yes i know that doesn't that put a little more pressure like
0: it means the likelihood of our big changes are lessened because all of the energies involved are fixed
1: right it's just harder to get momentum
0: yeah it's harder to get momentum pushing us into you know any expression that's new so i feel like the end result is that waffling back and forth pattern that we've been in you know the seesaw kind of thing Mm -hmm. um I don't know how long that lasts is there something powerful enough in this to break that impasse and I don't think there is not yet not yet
1: I guess I guess my sag is hanging out because I'm feeling optimistic
0: (laughs) (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with optimism there's nothing wrong with optimism because I'm not saying go into your pessimistic self I'm just saying, because Leo is the gateway to out of this problem, the conundrum, it is all about self-expression, as you pointed right. out. Who am I in the midst of all of this? And if I remain neutral, then I'm flying above the fray. Right. So, you know, being neutral becomes that much more important because, you know, we we don't have as much influence over the collective, but we have influence in the collective by what we do yeah. ourselves. Right. So
1: right.
0: our personal path forward, our emotional self, all of that is so, important here.
1: If you are a singular thread in the weft and the weave of a piece of fabric, you're important.
0: Right. Right. So, because without that thread, the whole of the fabric falls apart. Yes. Yeah. So all right.
1: I think the day following the eclipse, the ninth, um, Sun and Scorpio, opposite Uranus and Taurus is interesting because really it's going to be like the results of the election. And and of
0: course, that thing, that same aspect is involved in the lunar eclipse.
1: Right. Exactly. It just comes
0: into exactness mm-hmm. that next day.
1: I think it, I wonder what that will be like. That day should be very energetic. I'm going to say it like that. It should be very energetic. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps a true, like the reveal that we talked about, like it's a result of an election. It's going to be very revealing how people have felt through you know through as seen through the eyes of their voting so that Um, would be interesting and
0: it makes me wonder if there's a complete opposite of what everybody expects because uranus is involved
1: that's what i wonder that is exactly what i wonder you just verbalized what i've been unable to say thank you no No problem (laughs) i'm crying here (laughs) uh and then the tenth, just really really quickly mercury in scorpio square saturn and aquarius Venus and Scorpio, Trine, Neptune and Pisces. I just think the three days, you know, roll out and we're really having a chance to look at, think about and and feel all of this information in a way that is going to be really spiritual. I think it's, I think we're going to be really touched deeply, I think is what I'm trying to say. When oh, yeah. We, when we boil it all down, I think we're all going to be touched deeply, And we, we might have this moment of like, oh, huh? Like, I'm going to sit down now, right? That kind of thing. (laughs) Like, Yeah, yeah. So those three days are going to be, I think, worth watching in November. I know that like we're halfway through and we have other things to talk about. I don't want to hog the.
0: Oh, no, no, because this is the whole centerpiece of the of the month. In fact, even the fall
1: uh,
0: here in the northern hemisphere for us. I also want to point out that Mercury was conjunct the sun uh, pretty much in the eclipse. And Mm -hmm. stays, you know, kind of in that uh, relationship, which tells us that we are halfway through the retrograde cycle or the cycle of Mercury, halfway to the next retrograde. Right. right? And in uh, in a way, this is a a time for seeding. Right. When when Mercury and the sun come together, it's almost one of two things. Mercury bringing new information to the sun. Uh, or Mercury picking up new information from the sun and taking it off into the next, uh, you know, group of planets that he encounters. So either way, we're looking at a new messaging, perhaps new messaging, new information, something revealed comes into play.
1: And what if it's about our transformation? Like I'm reading some of the Mm -hmm. chats here and people are feeling you know, they're physically feeling some of the, th- the shifts that are going on. I think it's really fascinating. What if we can understand transformation more fully and what, what's required of us personally, each individual.
0: I love it. Right. Because this is ultimately, you know, we're talking about big things here, but ultimately we're talking about, well, what part do I play in all of, yeah, this? What Who am of I in this? this? Yeah. Yeah. And you have power. Yes, you know, you all have power. There's no no need for you to give up your power, even if the election, let's say, doesn't go the way that you had voted.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, You still have power. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not disempowered because that changes because your job is to live your truth, your authenticity. And that word power, that's so Scorpio, right? It rules power, right? Right? Mars and Pluto, both as co-rulers. of Oh, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So power and powerfulness. And the, um, I think what happens frequently is we just, we get disempowered by what we see going on in the outer world, forgetting that, you know, that's a part of a bigger picture. Your job is in your life and in your world, right? Not, it's hard because we're part and parcel of both. We are. But- But it's always up to you as the individual to stay in your power and stay in your authority, which all means about being authentic, you know, living your values. No one said you can't live your values just because maybe, you know, the vote goes away that's different than what you had originally wanted. Right. Right. Values. You
1: still could and should stay with your value systems. Um, yeah. is it Lynn right here. Is it Lenny? Linnie? Lenny's brilliant. He yeah, says it's the hundredth monkey. And that's exactly right. You might be the hundredth monkey that turns this whole world right on its ear in the best way possible. That's why it's so important that each of us live our values and enjoy our power, use it for the best, transform yourself, to be a brilliant, sparkling light like Linny here, I mean, <laughs> that hundredth monkey effect is so true. You might be that hundredth monkey all the time. Remember that.
0: Yeah. and It's kind of like how you spoke earlier. The way America goes is the way the rest of the world goes because it's that somehow we form the tipping point for... Uh, what happens for uh, around the world and it, it, not to make that egocentric for us here in the U.S. That's not my point at all. But it just seems that for the longest time, that is how things have you know, kind of borne out. Yeah. But often the seed is planted in, of all places, England,
1: Britain. Uh, well, I, well, we were born from England. That's the mother. That's the mothership. So
0: yeah, the mothership. And look what just happened there. Right. A change in uh, the prime minister. Uh, and I don't know anything about him. I, I nothing at all. I I just think it's interesting. It went from a woman back to a man. There's that.
1: Well, um, and then the royalty. Look what happened with the queen mother.
0: Right. Right. Goes back to the masculine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yep. for the next, you know, three generations, it looks like kings, right? Because they're all male dominated. Yep. You know. That, anyway, that's just a, a thing I was looking at, going, hmm, yeah. what? Well, how does that play out? You know, in the grand scheme of things. But there's a, a woman out there named Heather. Hi, Heather. Uh, she says, our way to show up is with our choices and actions.
1: Mm-hmm. Never,
0: ever, ever, ever forget that or undervalue your power, because it's all about your choices, right? The choices mm-hmm. and the consequences come together. Um, choice and consequence, and e- everything that we do has a consequence. So our even if it's just minute, right, your choice to live in alignment with your values has an impact it has a consequence out there in the world you are not inconsequential at all right yeah okay. now let's talk about venus trying neptune because that's a pretty um smoothing sort of transit to have right. happen after the
1: election Yay! well that's what i'm hoping for that's exactly what i'm hoping for because um you know neptune with the unconditional love and that that spiritual peace and pisces and the creativity um you know the the heart is like wide open and Venus being love and abundance and relationship um, in Scorpio. So I, and think, the moon in Gemini that day and the moon in Gemini. Oh, and Mars in Gemini. Mm. Right. So, right.
0: yeah, but you know, it, I think that Venus trying, yeah, Neptune is going to be, why are they not saying on my thingy here about Mars in that? Because there should be some kind of connection to Mars. Uh, we'll see that closer as we get to to that day because mars would be right on the eclipse day so that's the eighth mars is at 25 degrees of gemini and neptune is at 22 degrees of pisces so they're close enough that that should have been you know neptune squaring mars still oh i think we do have that yeah on the 19th that becomes exact again so the 19th of of november then is the next next exact. But they're not very far from one another uh, all through the month. And when I think about Mars and Neptune coming together in a square, we're being challenged to live our spiritual, our, our beliefs, we're, we're our values, yeah. right? Our spiritual values, value. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's going to be our spiritual practice that becomes very beneficial for us as we move through what might be, you know, days of turmoil and uh, upset. Mm-hmm. But you know what else you know that same week just before we have the Mars square Neptune Venus moves into Sagittarius and so does Mercury right I so maybe that's where your optimism lies right so they um they maybe restore optimism in some way or you know how our country is really good at often coming back together even after something contentious like a a, a uh, an election where and it's been strange, sure, for the last several years, but we usually can come back together in some way to to live out the highest uh, of, you know, whatever the results are. So maybe there's, you know, reason for optimism here as we get later into the month.
1: I think so. Um, I mean, I was looking at November 20th as a uh-huh. as a day where we might be feeling a little better with, you know, the sun trine um jupiter yep
0: and then which, the next day mercury conjunct venus
1: right i mean i think by the end of november we're feeling a little better i know that like this we're talking about a defining moment in the fall which is uh the eighth the eclipse but Definitely. I, I think we, we have reason to trust and i i keep this on my computer
0: good one i like that i like that print too
1: Thank you. That's my handwriting. Um, we trust that it's all unfolding perfectly. I love leaning into the uh, um, Neptune in Pisces and really that spiritual. Everything is unfolding to our benefit, even though it's a rough patch, even though the eclipse might shake things up. Everything's unfolding to our benefit. Lean on so what that.
0: I to just notice I just noticed this, Tam, that on the day of the eclipse, Jupiter mm-hmm. is at the 29th degree of Pisces.
1: Oh, interesting. So there's this spiritual like shimmer over the karmic
0: whole degree thing. thing. Yeah. yeah it's
1: karmic. And degree. the
0: biggest lesson we come out of Pisces with relieving ourselves from victimology or victimhood.
1: Vic- Vic- victimhood,
0: yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. letting go of that victim, you know, stance and really being oh. empowered, right? No mm-hmm. victim equals empowered. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that's interesting. I didn't even think about that because Jupiter turns direct on the 23rd of November, which means he'll hightail it pretty quickly. He's only gone back to 28 degrees by that day. Right. He'll get back into Aries pretty quickly and begin a process of, you know, making something new.
1: So let's go there. The new moon is (laughs) on the 23rd at one degree, Sage. I love that one degree, Sage, with a new moon. We are really initiating something good here. Of course, you know Jupiter rules Sage, right. so hope and optimism are abundant. We right. we can be faith, um, belief systems, maybe even a little adventure as we lean into a new belief that it's all going to be okay. Yeah, um, and it's I,
0: interesting the um, the Jupiter turns direct at and this is West Coast time at two eleven p.m. two one okay. yep. one, and the new moon is at two fifty seven p.m. both West Coast time. So literally within less than an hour of one another, so Jupiter turning direct first yep. uh, is turning direct in the dark of the moon. So yep. that makes me wonder if some long held beliefs, troubles, turn it's like turning the dirt, right? To get the good dirt to the surface and uh, re-nutrify the the dirt that's been up on the top. So the turning of the dirt, (laughs) but in a way to bring more nutrients to the whole thing, right? To energize the whole of the process. So I don't know what that might mean in the whole grand scheme of things, but it does seem to you know that we have something new to work with maybe you know some new you know healthy nutrients to bring to the table during that period of time
1: right
0: yeah new beliefs and all of that happens the day before thanksgiving for the usa right right so so we get to go into the holiday being thankful for everything
1: Yeah. right
0: even the things that we don't think to be thankful for the fact that we do live in a country that is supportive of freedom even if sometimes it's a little tarnished, um, on and on.
1: I, I want to say that for that for that sage piece on that new moon. Like I want to have people be mindful too that like sage can get very stuck in routine. They can be they can be skeptical in their thinking, even though they're ruled by Jupiter and there's that optimism and hope. They can be rote. They can be. Very caught up in the past sometimes, so we have to be mindful and catch yourself. This is a great time to believe something new, right? So, to believe in yourself anew. Sure, right? a one. A one is the individual. One degree. That's your the, the individual that you are. Pouring light into you and grounding it down to the earth. Like yeah. let's let's use this smartly. Why not? <laughs>
0: yeah. Why not? Right. Um, so I mean, literally the whole of the month of November is kind of like a, 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 an October only, I think ramped up like the next level. I mean, literally I go through up my calendar, right. And I highlight the important things and then I'm writing down my human design information. Look how much yellow there is in there. Yeah. Like every day there is something just about to be thinking about in terms of the transit that's happening. I stopped doing it because there was so much, my whole sheet would have been yellow, so literally every day there's something, you know, coming up and something being revealed or something, you know, being triggered within us. So, you know, be, be watchful for how you're responding to all of this energy as it comes in. Even the end of the month, we have Mars in a trine to Saturn. (laughs) Get your energy almanac out, live with it in front of you. Be peaceful. Hey, Basil. Um, so, so anyway, it's, it's not that those things are bad or that, you know, that these high energy days are a problem, but they can hit us in different ways, right? Because there's so much going on. It can feel like we're confused. It can feel like we're ragdolling from one thing to another. It can feel very emotional. And I don't doubt that the emotions will be running high as until we get to Sagittarius energy. We're in Scorpio energy. It's very emotional. It's very deep deep emotion. So don't be surprised if deep stuff comes up. Right, deep from the depth of your soul. Even this is a great and month. You are
1: Phoenix rising. This is your transformation. This is the time to work on it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, I thought maybe you know, well, do you have anything else that you want to talk about for this month?
1: Uh, the only thing I had that I really wanted, I was hoping you would talk about a little bit, is the shadow work for the week, the week of November twenty one to twenty seven, where you wrote in the almanac. It's about settling or not settling. And I just found that really interesting. And I don't know what gates that pertain to, but that like caught my eye.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you where that came from because that particular week through human design. So that's how I, when I'm writing about the gift and the shadow, that's where I'm going. I'm going into human design and looking at through the gene keys, even what are we looking at as the thing underneath it all? Like what's in the Merck? and what's in the Merc that week is very much about financials right? Uh It's about money. It's about values. It's about our self-worth and settling is a function of low self-esteem or low low self-worth or low self-confidence, right? When we just settle. The gate 14 is what the sun is in from the 17th through the 21st. So we're starting out with this idea of what would make us bounteous, right? In the highest expression, it's bounteousness, and i love that word right it encapsulates not just money but wealth or prosperity or abundance in all things right we just happen to use money on this planet so money is a is a is a symbol of abundance for us but abundance in our relationships in our opportunities in the work that we get to do and how we share of ourselves and on and on and on so to be in bounty means that you're not just settling Right? you you're not settling for what you're not compromising yourself you're not settling for less than who you are now that same week mars retrograde at the time because he's going to retrograde here on the 30th moves into the gate 45 which is also a money gate oh right the 45 is called the gate of the king or queen in the old way of in the traditional astrology or traditional human design In the more uh, quantum human design, it's called the think the gate of distribution. So it has a lot to do with how we share of our bounty, right? How do I share that with the world? So when we have Mars and action principle, it might be having us all redefine ourselves in a way in uh, coming up toward what, how do we want to share of ourselves? What, what more do I want to give that would keep me in alignment with my values, not settling, you know, just doing a half job rather than the full-on job, but distributing not only wealth, but ideas or information or opportunities to all. So the shadow of the 45 can be where we get very stingy. We can become very selfish, right? We're hoarding almost, if you will, uh, some of the uh, sources, resources out there. So we're getting a glimpse into maybe how can we share in a more heightened way that's more fair, that you could bring fairness into it, more equitable, right? Being, you know, distributed across the the, the spectrum. So it's an interesting week to me.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, it goes on, I think you said to the 26th. Yeah, 7th. Yeah, 27th. Well, in that one, we also have a node shift. So those of you who have followed my work, you know that about every three and a half months, the North node and the South node shift gates in human design because the gate time is less than say the sign in Zodiac time, right? The Zodiac takes up 30 degrees. So while the nodes are transiting through Scorpio and Taurus, that is, you know, pretty much a nine, 18 month time period, Right. but in human design, you know, it's going to go, you know, probably uh, every, you know couple of months, you're going to have a change. And the change that we go to is so interesting, because the north node where we're going shifts to blessings.
1: Yeah, is it like, like a Sag type of gate?
0: It would be more of a Taurus kind of gate. Like Taurus because, okay. Yeah, Because the nodes are still across Taurus and Scorpio. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's forgiveness in this gate, there's blessings in this gate, there uh-huh. is Looking at life, even if things, you know, what's that saying? If life throws you lemons, make lemonade or something like that, right? right. It's it's about turning the stories that we've told on, a, on their heads in a way that we see what's occurring as blessings, right? And and leaning into the blessings, if you will. But the shadow of leaning into the blessings would mean that we're stuck in the old stories, right? We're stuck right. in the old patterns. The sun that week happens to sit at the gate of patterns, right? The gate 44, or uh, I mean, the South node, excuse me, is going to be in the 44, which is disrupting old patterns.
1: Oh, fascinating. Yeah. It's really a
0: fascinating thing to think about. And we all have the 24 and the 44 in our um, human designs, right? It might be differently configured for you, for me, you know, for other people. Uh, so for that day on through at least the end of the year and into 2020, I think into February, March, almost, we have this energy of redesigning our lives toward blessings, looking at where we've been caught up in old patterns, right? There's a fear here of the past, um, that we need to look at because we are often afraid that the past is going to come back to bite us in the butt somehow. Right, the past is going to repeat itself
1: mm-hmm. so whew,
0: and that happens on the 27th
1: that's really exciting like the way i'm putting pieces together in my head for the collective like that's really exciting and i can see how that could potentially play out i love it yeah
0: yeah and of course that energy then leads us into the winter season where we at least in the northern hemisphere have a lot of time where we're indoors where we can be more meditative, more quiet, even, you know, through the holiday season, uh, Christmas season and and New Year's, right? It's a time for us to really go within Mm -hmm. and to internalize and to, you know, get clear with our our soul, get clear with our conscious, uh, our conscience even. So it's just, I don't know, to me, that was like, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about that time as it almost feels like a salve to some of the more crazy energies earlier in the month. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll take the salve, slather it on. Sounds good. Slather it on.
0: Uh. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, that week, by the way, uh, the 22nd through the 27th, the sun and the earth are going to be in the manifesting generator gates, the 34 and the 20, the, the archetype of the manifesting generator. So for all of us, we become very busy right? It's a very busy time, right? It's leading
1: us. We're all preparing our turkeys and
0: (laughs) and the next day after that, the Black Fridays, you know, the old gets geared up for shopping for Christmas and all of that. So it becomes a very busy time and we can miss the clue to slow down and to be patient, Mm -hmm. right? Earth is at the gate 20. That is the invitation to patience. Oh, right? To only be responding to what shows up in your outer world in terms of taking on something new or in our doing this. Okay. So being responsive, it's called the gate of res- or the channel of responsive power. So the power lies in responding, not necessarily doing mm-hmm. responding, right? You could be responding in the yeah, I'll wait until next month for that. Or, you know, that's not as important right now in this uh, time. So we all become very busy, 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 busy. But being busy can sometimes cloud what really is going on under the surface. And in here, the underneath the surface is letting go of old patterns in favor of seeing the blessings and the forgiveness and all the, the, you know, I think what what we get here with the sun is the higher aspects of Scorpio energy, right? What could really okay. be a, a higher of Scorpio energies and When we we work Scorpio, right, as you said, something about the Phoenix, right? The Scorpio in the low energy is the scorpion and moving into the Eagle and then finally into the transformation of the Phoenix, the rebirthing, the transforming, the the transcending energy. So what if we transcended our stories?
1: Oh, I love it.
0: What if? Just what if?
1: What else is possible? (laughs) I love it.
0: Yeah. What more is possible, right? Uh, how can it get any better than what it is? And, you know, leaning into those kinds of things rather than the negative, which might be further in our closer up to the surface in our mind as we go through these first couple of weeks of November.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So questions, comments? Uh, I don't see a question, Erica. Nope, that's for them. Anyone have any idea why this is happening other than Scorpio rules the sexual organs? Uh, the sacral chakra okay there must be
1: yeah they're having a conversation about kundalini
0: yeah so christine you said something that um way back it says it goes back to trickle down theory and making corporations and stockholders king main priority over the well-being of all therein lies the choice we made as a collective i mean you and i personally might not have made that choice but as a collective that was the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Taurus way back in,
1: oh, like 14, something 2000,
0: yeah. no, 2000 you know, when oh. that, that got changed then when Saturn and Jupiter came together in Aquarius, but it takes time for those things to, uh, to, to change. Right. So that trickle down theory hasn't worked right. It, it hasn't worked. And what it did was empower corporations to keep using and abusing resources and, and people are part of their resources, the earth and and all of that. So it's going to take some time to swing that around into the more Aquarian feel of being a good steward, being more preservative, being more conservative. of, of And I don't mean conservative as in a, a political statement, but you know, conserving what we have and groups. uh using our resources wisely i guess it goes back to good and stewardship and right exactly so that's a good point there and the other thing she said something about the clash of the titans every time i see a saturn jupiter saturn
1: uranus uh, uh, i think of that right the clash <laughs> of the titans. oh that's funny
0: yeah because you know here in october this end of October, we are seeing the last square of Saturn and Uranus. And I say that it's the closest, the last time they will be this close uh, for something like 45 years. And uh, then it starts to move apart. Even on the eclipse day, uh, Uranus is at 16 degrees, Saturn at 18 degrees. So they're already breaking, yeah. you know, that getting ready to break that square. Thankfully, because it's been yeah. a little horrible, right? Gosh. So that square is breaking, but it's still there, Mm -hmm. right? We're still having to deal with those kinds of clashes of the Titans, right? Uranus wanting to set us up for freedom and for the future. Mm -hmm. Saturn holding us to a pattern that is more build the foundation first. uh, And maybe the foundation means we need to go backwards in time a little bit.
1: More traditional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's also in Aquarius. So we've got to think about how do we blend the best of the past with the best of what could be. Exactly. Yep. So big big themes that we're playing into as we go along here. So thanks for those comments, Christine, because they are so, so perfect. Uh all right. I'm done. Do you have anything?
1: <laughs> I only I'm done with astrology. I do want to talk about the launch of the almanac.
0: Please do. Please do.
1: First of all, watch this little surprise for Janet, everybody. Do you remember this book?
0: Oh yes. That was the first one.
1: That's the first book number then the two. Owl. the next year. Number
0: three. uh that was last year's.
1: And number four.
0: Right this year. And yes, I have mine sitting my and trusty here one.
1: Here it is, and I just want to to thank you publicly to everybody, all of your followers. Janet is the sponsor of the twenty twenty three Energy Almanac. Here's her page in the book. Um, Yay! Yeah, I'm super, super proud to be working with Janet for five years now. Um, it's been an amazing, <sighs> amazing ride knowing you and loving you and learning from you. So thank you very, very much. This Almanac launches next week, 11-1-1-1-1.
0: One, one, one.
1: Yep. Please watch for Janet's link. She has a link with that she can earn some money. From that, and the book is amazing. It's got the human design gift and shadow for every week of the year. It's a beautiful addition to the book. It's a, such a robust book this year, and it's particularly beautiful. I feel like we did an excellent job, and I wanted to thank it's you. Fair.
0: It's just amazing because I remember the first day you and I talked. I can't even believe this was five years ago.
1: Five years ago, know,
0: when you know, uh, a mutual friend uh acquaintance. I I never even met her, but she knew me from uh Authentic U Media.
1: Yep.
0: Um, she said, Hey, I'm gonna connect you with this woman named Tam. She has a brilliant idea. I'll let her talk to you about it. Yep, and yep. uh I remember that day because I thought it was a brilliant idea. Difficult to get up and off the ground, but mm-hmm. you've had the staying power to the perseverance <laughs> to get through this, even when it seems so rocky sometimes. And trying to hard. learning curve really high.
1: really big learning curve manifesting generator um Uh i got all these moving parts (laughs) so thank you thank you thank you you so much for just uh, being on the journey with me and go get your energy almanac next year next week 11
0: on the first 11 one yep i can't even believe that's next week but it is next Next tuesday october went zip i know i know all right. Uh, yes, I will put the link on my, it is already on my website, but I don't know that it leads any, does it lead, can people purchase it now? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So it is, it's on my homepage of my website and you'll see it show up in Facebook and Instagram. And yep. where else am I? Twitter, Twitter
1: uh, <laughs>
0: There's another one. Oh, LinkedIn, right. All, all of these different places. So it, it will be out there and uh yeah go get yours right go get yours i'm really excited to have mine and now i need to figure out how many i need for christmas gifts this year so i can get them from yeah so that's another great thing guys buy two one for you one for a friend
1: and honestly if you buy more than three i will give you a discount simply email me privately and i will give you a special price
0: Trust me, when I say I gave out, um, I gave out all, even my own, I gave out as a gift (laughs) last year.
1: Oh, no kidding. (laughs) And then I'm like,
0: oh my God, everybody's like, where did you get that? You know, other people were like, why didn't I get one? I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so sorry. You know, I think you sent me 10 of them. Yep. And I gave them all the way, even my own copy, because people That's were like, amazing. I want one. I want one. Oh, my God. It was great. <laughs> so uh, definitely think about them as gifts because they you're giving the
1: gift of insight mm. to people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, By the way, I mean, it's, it's astrology, human design, gemstones, essential oil for the month, mantra for the month, plants and herbs are spectacular this year, as well as uh, food, family and finances. It's amazing.
0: It is an amazing book. An amazing job, well done. I'm proud to be a part of it. All right, so everybody, take care. Thank you so much, Tam. Uh Looking ahead at December, God, I don't want to look ahead. Just oh, say December. What the heck? Hold on, let's look. We'll back. actually probably meet on the thirtieth because okay. the first is the first would be the next day, of course. Uh, but the the last Wednesday is the thirtieth, so I think we could do that as long as it's working in your schedule.
1: It sure does. Time. I I I clear the deck on the on the day you pick.
0: Yeah. And then her computer decides to behave badly like mine. It's either hers or mine that are doing weird things.
1: <laughs> anyway, all
0: right. Much love to all of you. Much love to you, yeah. Tam. Take care and we'll see you next month. Goodbye, everyone. I'll see you all on Friday. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.